0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Fix Work. I'm Lori Rudiman. A couple of weeks ago, I was at a conference in San Francisco, and my topic was why hiring for cultural fit is broken. Now, it's not groundbreaking material, but I had something to say about it, and I put together a wonderful deck and told the story of how my husband and I went to San Francisco and argued about art and culture. On today's episode, I thought about recording that session for you and just playing it for you, but you can look at the deck, all included in the show notes, and you can get the gist of what I'm saying pretty quickly. So instead of recording that session, what I thought I would do is bring you a conversation between my husband and I about how we went to San Francisco and fought about modern art. This conversation really reflects our marriage. I think it's kind of fun and quirky, but we do talk a little bit about hiring and culture and how that all manifests itself in the world of work. So if you're interested in listening to two old people who are married to one another talk about art and work, well, this episode is for you. So sit tight and I'll be right back with more Ken Rudiman and Let's Fix Work.
1: Work is broken and so is the way you think about it. Host Lori Rudiman is picking up the pieces so you can take control of your career, put yourself first,
0: and be your own HR. With the Let's Fix Work podcast, here's Lori. Hey, Kenny. Welcome to Let's Fix Work.
1: Hi, Lori. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Weird, right? That I'm interviewing you for my work podcast?
1: It's really weird.
0: (laughs) Well, I wanted to ask you what you remember about our first trip to San Francisco.
1: Well, I remember we went out there for a wedding of a, a friend of mine. We spent some time in Monterey and then San Francisco. The wedding was Sausalito.
0: Do you remember where we stayed?
1: We stayed in some hotel with like a movie theme. Each room had like a, a movie. <laughs> I think ours was the 48 Hours
0: Classy. room. Yeah, yeah. Did you like it, that hotel?
1: It was fine. I think it was right on the edge of the good and the bad (laughs) (laughs) division because right across the street, I think was kind of the the beginning of the red light district.
0: Yeah, but that's all of San Francisco in some ways. (laughs) That's, (laughs) That's true. So do you remember what the hotel was called and anything about the room? I mean, you mentioned a little bit about it, but do you remember the name of the hotel?
1: I don't. Do you?
0: I think it's called Hotel Jazz and I think it's dumpy. Like it's right at the edge of tender, the Tenderloin District, but I might be mistaken. And we had like scaffolding outside the building or something like that. It was kind of busy.
1: Uh, I I mean, I remember the room being fine. It was not not anything fancy for Two sure. Two
0: twin beds. Come on now.
1: Well, I don't remember that, but you know, you snore, so. <laughs> <Stop>.
0: <laughs> Projecting.
1: I do remember the building across from us, there was some kind of accident and there were like
0: police yeah. and fire trucks.
1: Yeah. I don't know if someone fell out or needed to get rescued or something like that. Crazy, Uh, But that's all I remember.
0: So we had a busy trip because we were in Monterey and Carmel and you were golfing.
1: I did. I golfed with my friends up in the Monterey area. And I think you did a drive around 18 (laughs) mile drive (laughs) and jacked up the rental car.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I hit a fence. I did. And then we returned the rental car under the cover of darkness. Like you're part of this.
1: Well, I didn't, you know, <laughs>
0: no,
1: but, but. I'm sure it was cosmetic damage only. Sure, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we returned the rental car, but before that, because we were headed out on a red eye, we stopped somewhere to kill time. Do you remember where that was?
1: Was it Fisherman's Wharf?
0: Uh, maybe, but... <laughs>
1: those smelly sea lions?
0: Yeah, we did that. But do you remember the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art?
1: I do, yeah. I do remember it. It was. I remember something in the lobby that was real impressive, mm-hmm. but I don't remember what.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But it was like this big lobby and you could go up the stairs and look down and it was like this big
0: hanging yeah. thing. By uh, Miro, I believe. Yeah. It's like a beautiful sculpture. They They still have it. They've renovated that museum. Do you remember seeing an old MacBook Pro that was like hollowed out and had stuff inside of it as part of an exhibit?
1: I don't remember that. No.
0: Yeah, that one stuck with me. Yeah, as art. Kind
1: (laughs) of sounds cool. Didn't we see something like that last night at the uh, movie theater? Oh,
0: we did at Alamo. That's right. Yeah. What did we see last night? Tell everybody about the movie we saw.
1: We saw... What was the name of it?
0: You've got such a good memory. (laughs) So I asked. Uh, Brittany Brittany runs runs the marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like it?
1: I did. It It was a cute movie. I'd recommend it.
0: Yeah, they did. They have a bar there and a restaurant. And so we chowed down. They did have a MacBook like the one at the art museum in 1998 do you remember any other pieces of art that we saw at sf moma
1: well i remember seeing you know some canvases that looked blank
0: <laughs> yeah
1: or maybe just painted one color one Stop. Solid color you
0: know there are multiple colors you just can't pick them up
1: well that's all i'm, all I'm doing <laughs> is giving you my
0: memory <laughs> so here i hear it starting the creeping of the judginess all right so you saw some canvases with one tone do you remember the piece of art that we fought over i do well, we fight over what it actually was, and then we fight over its <laughs> substance. <laughs> so why don't you tell everybody the beginning of that story?
1: So I remember we we're wandering around, and we were in this one room, and so one gallery, and then in the corner of the gallery, there's just like a pile of a string of lights. And I can't remember if they were all like white, clear, colored, but just kind of a string of lights. And that was the art.
0: I'm so mad as you're talking because we saw that at Auckland Museum of Art. I think you're mistaken. No, you are mistaken. (laughs) So the piece of art I remember that we talked about to a great degree was the diagonal of May 25th, 1963. And it's a light on the diagonal fluorescent light on the wall. And it intersects with the hardwood floor. And it's like a blue fluorescent light. And you were mad about it. I mean, regardless, let's just talk about what you were mad about, whether it's the string of lights or the light bulb on the wall. What is it that bugged you about this modern art?
1: I will say I wasn't mad.
0: <laughs> well, you <laughs> were heated. I was you making were, fun of it. Well, but you wouldn't stop. I mean, you were pretty insistent and you made some, I think, interesting points, right? I'll let you speak. Go ahead. What did you say?
1: Well, I can't remember what I said. I can remember what looking at this light said how is this art it's a string of lights on the floor there's nothing to it any five-year-old could have gone in laid down the string of lights and it would have been just just the same
0: not a string of lights but okay (laughs) and you did make you
1: you asked me for my memory I did I'm giving you what I remember
0: but I think the greater point is that you made a joke that kind of set things in motion
1: um yeah I think I said something I could and this, this was many years ago, <laughs> 1998. <laughs> <laughs> so I still had a pager for work <laughs> and I said, I could have just tossed my pager on the floor oh. and said, that is art.
0: Oh man. Those are fighting words right there. <laughs> that is art. Okay. Is so art. do you remember how I reacted?
1: Yeah, you were not happy at all.
0: No, no. I think my communication skills are better in 2019 than they were in 1998. And I think back then, you were a different person too. And I remember being upset, but really not being able to articulate how sad it was that we couldn't agree on modern art and how if we couldn't agree on this topic that was important to me and you didn't respect it, how could you love me? How could you be with me? But I think I mostly cried. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I do remember you crying. Yeah,
0: unless. yeah. But you get that, right? I mean, culture and art are important.
1: They are. They are. And I think it's also important to to understand that not everyone's going to like the same thing to the same extent.
0: You know, back then I really bided into the trope that you had to like align with your partner, your spouse, the person you choose in the world, like on a lot of things that you couldn't have a lot of light between the two of you. And I think that might be because I worked in human resources and culture is like this really important thing. And we say, if you don't protect the culture and you don't have alignment on the culture, you can't possibly work here. It's that sacrosanct. It's that important. So I think part of that was in my head, you know, like if we don't agree on culture, how can we be together? And now I realize if you find someone who argues with you about modern art, you marry that person (laughs) because they love you. And I mean, we go to a lot of art museums to this day.
1: Yeah, and there's there's plenty of art we dislike the same way. <laughs> we do, we do. <laughs> and I might have a little better appreciation for modern art than I did back in the yeah, day. Yeah,
0: I think so. Wait, what do you think I'm about... I'm still
1: not seeking out the, the diagonal light. Or
0: oh, I know you're The not. lights on the ground. Well, what do you think about that idea of culture, though, at work? Like, we talk about it as if it's an important thing. What's your hot take on that?
1: Well, I think, I think culture is just a shortcut people use to communicate in some way what it's like to work at a company.
0: You had mentioned once to me that as long as candidates ask for it, people aren't going to stop talking about it. Do you feel that way still?
1: Well, yes, because I think it's kind of embedded in the process. It's a question candidates ask in one way or the other. Sometimes they'll ask, "Okay, hey, what's the company culture? And sometimes they'll ask, well, what's it like to work here? Or what about this particular aspect or that? But I think in their mind, when they're saying culture, they're trying to get at what's it like to work in this company or at this site or in this office or in this team.
0: Well, I think that's right. I think your word around hack earlier was interesting because as I get older, I realize that words have meaning. And if you slowly start to erode the meaning of the word, you erode a lot of things. You erode conversation, you erode communication. And when recruiting teams and hiring managers and people use the word culture for work instead of asking what they're really asking for, which is asking about benefits, transactions, attitudes, vibes, atmospheres, we're not having an honest conversation or at least a not a clear conversation. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I see your point in that I think you have a different view of using the word culture than people are commonly using it in the workplace or talking about the workplace. It doesn't bug me as much as it bugs you. (laughs) It's not not
0: your hill you're going to die on.
1: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, if if you want to be more specific, that's a very broad general term and maybe not applying to the sorts of things that people are interested in. So it always helps to be more specific about your questions and what you're interested in learning more about.
0: You know, I went out to San Francisco, which is why our trip is on my mind to go teach a bunch of recruiters about culture and why it's so important. And I just really feel like companies don't have a culture, like what they do does not deserve the word culture. They have racism and bias and inequities and wage inequality at work. And then furthermore, even if they do have a culture, like let's say they do, it varies from office to office, from location to location, even from team to team. And I just think it's inaccurate and lazy to use the word culture, like it's not grasping what people are trying to communicate. And I don't know if it's the hill I'm going to die on, but I think it's something worth talking about, worth teaching, worth discussing within the HR community. I don't know. What do you think?
1: What would your alternative be?
0: Well, I proposed a couple of key takeaways, like to talk about the word culture honestly. So to push back and ask, what do you mean by this? Can you define this? Is this true? Like when people say they have a culture of transparency and collaboration. Is that right? <laughs> or is that just recruiting marketing materials? I also think that there are ways to hire for culture, but it doesn't start when you're hiring. It starts way before that and understanding how your company gets work done. How it succeeds in the marketplace, what its challenges are, how you compare against your competitors. And there's this guy, Larry Cash, that I interviewed for the California Chamber of Commerce. And years ago, he taught me this methodology where you do all of this audit work to really understand who you are as an organization accurately and understand how you hire and what you're hiring for. And until you've done like that important work, you can't even really say that you understand your culture. I mean, maybe at a basic level, you understand how shit gets done on a daily basis, but you really don't understand motivation. So I talked a little bit about that. And then I encouraged everybody to go see more art, right? Because of our lovely <laughs> <laughs> story <laughs> to go see The Diagonal.
1: Well, they should throw in a couple uh, sculptures and statues. Wait, wait. Maybe go see some Rodin.
0: Do you want to talk a little bit about why you said that? (laughs) Well,
1: because you hate seeing that stuff. (laughs) It's not that I hate it. And you're fine, you know, dissing me because I don't like the blank canvas or the lights on the floor. But you're happy to dismiss my love of sculpture. Well,
0: sculpture is fine. I mean, some of it's creepy. Like, I don't like to see disembodied hands and feet. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a little weird. But what really bugs me is when an art museum puts artifacts in there, like little old-timey toothbrushes or baskets or bottles, and they're like, look at this. This is art. It's like, no, that's history. That's a utilitarian object, but it's not necessarily art.
1: Is in a fluorescent light, a utilitarian object?
0: Uh, Well, yeah, until it's... Made into art. These are true utilitarian.
1: But we don't know how the the ancient Romans or whoever used their objects. They have a very nicely painted face. Is that art? Probably not. What if they put it on a shelf and admired it instead of used it?
0: Kenny, don't get me started on this (laughs) because there are flaws in my logic. I understand this. (laughs) No,
1: my point is we could like different things.
0: We can. I'm really glad. And I'll
1: stop making fun of your, your modern art if you stop making fun of my artifacts.
0: I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really glad we went to the Modern Art Museum all those years ago. That was a good trip.
1: Me too. We should go back someday.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. They've renovated it and it's a little bit more open. It's prettier. They've got a beautiful courtyard with like a living wall of plants. I mean, it's really just it's stunning. I think parking is better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's important.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks again for talking about this with me.
1: Loved every minute of it.
0: Love you. <laughs> Love you too. All right. Bye, everybody. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ken Rudeman, my husband. If you like what you heard or have any feedback or have ideas and advice on how to make the show twice as good, you can hit me up at hello at letsfixwork.com. As always, there are resources, takeaways, links to my presentation that I gave out in San Francisco, and you can find that by going to laurirudeman.com forward slash Let's Fix Work dash 77. Let's Fix Work was recorded live in my dining room in Raleigh, North Carolina, and is produced by Danny Osmond and his team at Emerald City Productions. In the next few weeks, we have some crazy guests, including someone who is involved in the Fire Festival and Little Bub. Do you know Lil Bob? Oh, if you don't, I'm so excited to bring you that conversation. Now that's all for today and I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time on Let's Fix Work.
1: If you're ready to make a real change in your workplace, start today by number one, subscribing to Let's Fix Work on the Apple Podcasts app or iTunes or Stitcher or Android or wherever you listen. Number two, write a five-star rating and review. And number three, share it with a friend, colleague or coworker who you think would enjoy our episodes.